Hey there, and welcome to Hochma and Coffee. I know it's been a while since we've had this, but we're trying something new. And so today on Hochmann Coffee, I have my brother Jonah on. You might have known him from one of the videos on our YouTube channel about which Bible version we use. And he's going to be on Hochmann Coffee going forward. And the reason being is I didn't have enough time to study everything out and put these together. And so he's actually studying these out putting some notes together, some thoughts together, and then we're going to discuss it. And so that means that these might be a little bit longer than our previous Hochma and coffee. Um, and, and that means we'll probably do one a week going forward. But I hope this is a blessing. We're going to pick up where we left off in Hebrews. We're in Hebrews chapter three, and we're going to look at verse number one together. And so it says in verse one, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. What a verse. Now, I'm looking at the notes that you made, Jonah, and the first thing you have on there is the word partakers. Why did that stick out to you so much? I wanted to obviously, uh, I'm a kind of a word nerd. I love the technology that we have these days and be able to study the Bible. And Hebrews is a pretty deep book. Um, And so I just, I saw the word uh, partakers, wherefore, holy brethren, and then it's called us or the holy brethren, the the believers in Christ, they called us partakers. And I Obviously, yes, we kind of have an idea of what that would mean in English, but many times you are surprised at what a word can mean in the original language. So I looked it up and it, it meant partner. It meant a, quite a few things, a, a participant or a sharer, an associate uh, or a partner. And so the penman here under inspiration of the Holy Spirit or the guiding guidance of the Holy Spirit called us partakers or partners of a heavenly calling. And so it was pretty interesting that, yeah, we are partakers of this heavenly calling, which is really interesting, you know, and it brings a unity, I think, across the family of God. Yeah, um, because as Christians, we're all partakers of the same heavenly calling and that's awesome what were you gonna say yeah and the just right now it kind of brought to memory uh to mind the striving together kind of idea that we mm. see in the bible striving together for the faith of the gospel uh, because we are there is a unity uh in the family of god and so yeah partakers of that heavenly call, calling we all have that that same heavenly calling which is super cool. I, I love it. Now, now you also emphasize the heavenly calling here, and you have a few things listed uh, as our heavenly calling. You've got justification. You've got sanctification. Conform to His image. Draw nigh to Him. Um, so, so elaborate on your thoughts on our heavenly calling. What, what's the what's the author really trying to? get across to us. Now, there's quite a bit to a believer's calling uh, after justification. Justification, uh, for those listening, if you, you may know it, you may not. Justification, man, literally just means you are declared righteous. And I'm so glad that I'm declared righteous. Knowing who I am, uh, God sees me with the righteousness of God imputed on my account. That is an amazing thing. But that's not just the end of it. That's the beginning of our salvation. Uh, We are justified through faith, for by grace are we saved through faith. But then we are called, and the Bible even used the word predestined, to good works. Now we understand that works don't save us, but because we are saved, 
we now are predestined or we're called to do good works. And that would be a part of our sanctification or growing more and more like Christ or conforming, as the Bible would say, to Christ's image. And as we do that, we become more and more like him. So now we're all partners or we're all partakers of this heavenly calling of uh, trying under the power and the grace of God to be more and more like Christ. And how do we know what we ought to be like if we don't know who Christ is, which kind of segues into that next section here. Consider the really apostles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to I want to pause before we keep for going sure, for forward. Sure. Uh, Cuz I love here you have the sanctification, justification, conforming to his image and drawing nigh to him. A lot of people they think, you know, I just don't feel close to God. You know, they're like, man, I feel far away. And I love that you have that draw nigh to him as part of this heavenly calling, this nearness that we're supposed to have. And I do believe that as you become more like him, you will experience a nearer relationship with him and often people don't associate the two but when you become more holy you are able to see things more clearly from his point of view and you have that more near uh, i want to say feeling but knowledge of his presence when you do conform to his image and when you are sanctified and so if you're listening to this and you're wondering why do i feel far from him there's that old saying nearness is likeness nearness is likeness and if you want to draw nigh to him It is that sanctification and it is conforming to his image. If he's telling you to stop something in your life, it's not because he doesn't want you to have fun, but it's because he wants you to be close to him and to know what true life is. And so I love it. It's a heavenly calling, the calling to become like Jesus. And so I love that. And so we're moving on to the next section. So we've already looked at partakers of this heavenly calling. And the author then switches over and says, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now, I'm just going to say we're not going to dive into why he calls him the apostle today or the high priest. In fact, a lot of the book of Hebrews is going to deal with Jesus as the high priest. So we will get to that. Uh, But we're going to see that he tells us to consider Christ. So, so the first thing I'm looking at the notes you wrote out for us is consider. You want us to really understand that word and to pause in that word. Why is that? I think this is one of the key words in this verse. Uh, and many times as we just read the Bible, uh, I, I believe you've used this before, even on this podcast or on your YouTube channel. We try to read through the Bible. Maybe some people have uh, read through the Bible in a year, or I know certain people do 66 books in 66 days, and that's just a lot of reading. And that's good, but not necessarily just try to read through the Bible. Let the Bible get in you and go through you as well. And many times when we read verses like this, yeah, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. And we just keep on going. We don't even necessarily take time to understand what we just read. Consider it literally, literally means observe fully. It means to understand or fix one's eyes or even mind upon. That's huge. And it's funny because he's telling us to do something that oftentimes we, like you're saying, just breeze by. He's When he says consider, he's expecting us to pause for a moment and to consider what he says. Yeah. Consider Christ Jesus. Take a time and to think about this. And that is one reason I do like the 66 books in 66 mm-hmm. days. It's because you get to see the big picture, oh, but yeah. then you get to spend the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. slowing down yeah. and taking your time. And, and like you'll see on this podcast episode, we are just looking at verse one because we're considering this verse, which is telling us to even go further and consider 
Christ. And I love the words you have here, observe fully, understand, fix one's mind upon. And it brings my, my, uh, brings my mind that old song, turn your eyes upon mm-hmm. Jesus. Why? Because the things of earth will grow strangely dim as you fix your mind, as you fix your eyes, as you consider Christ. And so as I'm looking down here, you have here, consider what, consider Christ Jesus. And you have a few verses that you've believed kind of amplify or I, I guess work in tandem with this uh, verse here. And so would you explain those verses and why you chose them? Yeah. As we consider Christ, uh, there's been so many great men of the faith that we even have right here in scripture. And we're mainly going to be looking at what Paul has said. Um, and he, he wanted to consider Christ himself in Philippians chapter three, verse 10, it says, Paul said that I may know, and this isn't the actual, this is a paraphrase. So if you're reading, uh, Philippians three ten, it doesn't say Paul said, uh, but he said that I may know him Christ and the power of his resurrection. Yeah. And, and that, I love that verse. Uh, we don't necessarily, and I believe at some points in our lives, we, man, thinking about the resurrection, we are floored at the power it took, mm. uh, to rise from the dead on one's own. I even heard this from someone else. And this just came to my mind. Um, when, when Jesus was on the cross and he was hanging there, he gave up the ghost. He said it is finished. And what did those th- uh, the the centurion or the the Roman soldiers do? They pierced him in his side. Why? To make sure he was dead. And yeah, we we've heard that before. But this uh, person he brought to attention that wow really resonated with the thought process behind it and just realized the power of his resurrection because when he rose from the dead, he still had those wounds mm. that that spear. In his side, the, that death wound, really, he is walking around alive, even with that death blow. I mean, that is power right there. Even with a death blow in his side, uh, he's able to walk around l- with life and fullness of life. He, he's saying, I, yeah, I have this death blow, but my power is more powerful uh, than that death blow. That was pretty cool, but that was totally sidetracked. He's Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. He wanted to consider Christ in Philippians chapter three, verse eight. He says, I count all things, but loss for the excellence, excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus, my Lord. He says, I would, I, I count all, everything, but loss. I would, I only want one thing. I want to the excellency of the knowledge of, of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And then in 2 Corinthians 13, the Bible says, For though he was crucified, Jesus was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. That's the power of resurrection. He was crucified in weakness. He liveth by the power. And then it goes on to say, For we also are weak in him, but get this, but we shall live with him by the power of God. That very same power that Christ liveth after he was crucified, we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. This that is, is incredible. Huge. No, this is great. I love this, this drawing to Jesus, knowing him and the power of his resurrection, because the new life that we live now is in the power of his mm-hmm. resurrection. And so this encompasses holy living, it encompasses yeah. humility, it encompasses grace graciousness i'm trying to figure the words out (laughs) but this encompasses all those things and we can only desire these things in our life as we consider jesus i believe tomorrow recording this on saturday uh, tomorrow i'll be talking about humility 
And our greatest example of humility is Jesus. The fact that he was in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. And as we look on Jesus, we're going to see not only who he is and be drawn to worship him, which I believe we, that is a huge part of considering him, but it will impact us to do what we were talking about earlier, to realize we are partakers of a heavenly calling to become like Jesus. And so I'm looking here at your charge at the very end. And the charge that you have here is turn your eyes upon Jesus. Consider him. He's powerful. He's loving. He's wise. Or in your your words, he is wisdom, the Bible tells us. He's our rock and shield. And so I'm looking at your notes and you urge people to do what? To take time, even today, to consider Christ. Many times we are so busy serving for God or serving God that we fail to get to know him personally, even as a, a Sunday school teacher or whatever. Yeah. Many times I'm studying the Bible, trying to push things out towards other people. We have to take time to read the Bible and get to know Christ for ourselves. And I've learned that when you do that, it's just when you teach it, that's you teach from the overflow of what God has done in you. And so we can't get too busy serving God that we're too busy for God in our lives. And so, yeah, take time to consider Christ. And it's so true. And I love what you have here. And I'll end this with this. You know, this is the Mary and Martha syndrome, you know, where you can get so busy serving that you don't sit. And Jesus said to Martha, says, and one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that part. Mm -hmm. Martha was serving. She was doing everything. She was being a servant. And yet God said, one thing's needful. He's like, I don't need you to serve me, Martha. <laughs> I am all sufficient, all powerful. Yeah. You need something. Mm-hmm. And Mary's chosen that thing, the time to consider me and consider my words. And so I think that's a great challenge. And I think that is a great challenge from uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, that all of us today and this week need to take time to simply consider Christ. What will that look like? That will look like maybe you reading through the Gospels this week. That will look like maybe you sitting down with 1 Corinthians 15 and, and, and meditating on the resurrection and what that means for us as believers. That will take time for you just to sit alone with Christ and pray and talk and worship Him. And so, friend, make it a point. Don't just listen to this podcast and leave like, oh, that was interesting. Make it a point to take God's Word and don't just be a hearer but be a doer of the word. And so that concludes our first episode together here in Hebrews chapter three. Thanks, uh, Jonah, for coming on with us. And I'm excited for next week. Yeah.